When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with a San Francisco slugfest. We'll show you exactly how the Eagles can fly right over the best defense in football. Meanwhile, in the AFC, absolutely everything is at stake. Is the winner Sunday suddenly the face of the NFL? And then, oh, the stars were out last night in the NBA. One of them put up historic numbers. Another got thrown out. You need to see it all. And you will as we get up with you starting right now. Jam-packed on a Thursday. Closing in on championship weekend. Graziano Bartholomew Rob Ninkovich is drinking tea. We are ready to go. All the football you could possibly want coming up. But always start with controversy. In the NBA last night, thriller of the night. And the biggest star in the sport was watching the finish. So we got Ja, we got Steph, Grizzlies and Warriors. Bart, here we go. Pick it up. Final four minutes of regulation. Warriors down three, but it's Curry. Splash. Down three. He comes to a four-point game two minutes later. Warriors down by two. Steph, again, this one ties it. Foot on the line. He would score 34. We're tied at 113, but here comes the controversy. Warriors up two after free throws. About a minute and a half to play. Clay Thompson, no good. Warriors keep it alive. Jordan Poole, no good. Steph, disappointed. Running up the floor, he throws his mouthpiece in some level of frustration. And as the Warriors are on defense, Steph gets a technical and gets ejected for unsportsmanlike conduct. Take a close look at what happened here, Bart. After the quick shot by Poole, Steph throws the mouthpiece in frustration, and that would end his night, the biggest star in the sport, with a minute to go in a big game against a rival. So now, Grizzlies get the ball down by two. How about John Moran? In the painted area, he would score 29, tied at 116. Final 19 seconds. At Clay Thompson knocking down a three. He was five of ten from three. Warriors a two-point lead. Next Grizzlies possession. Oh, Ja with a dish. Brandon Clark had 19. Ja had 12 assists. Tied at 120. Final three seconds. Look at the cut. Jordan Poole up and good for the game winner. And the Warriors win a tight one. And look at Poole. But Steph is waiting for him. Poole throwing the mouthpiece in solidarity with his teammate. Golden State flipping a nine-point deficit with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter into a two-point lead at the time of Curry's ejection. So, Warriors climbing back. They're back to 500, and they've won six out of eight against Memphis, dating back to the playoff series of last year. All right, to the football we go, where opponents this year have had no answer for Jalen Hurts, who is getting ready for Sunday's showdown with San Francisco. This year, Hurts third in QBR, leads the league in touchdown passes of throws on 20-plus yards downfield. Half of those have gone to A.J. Brown. He also gets it done running with the football, rushing for nearly 800 yards and 14 touchdowns. The Eagles have 35 rushing scores this year. That's 10 more than anybody else. And Hertz has had no problem beating top 10 run defenses with his arm either, throwing for nearly 700 yards. So now he's talking about the challenge that awaits this weekend. I felt better, but don't really matter. You know, it's get it, got to get it done. They're really good all across the board. You know, they fly to the ball. They're disruptive at every position. They're well coached. 
So we have a task in front of us. We have a really good challenge, really big challenge in front of us. All right, so we sort of have the immovable object and the irresistible force here, right, yeah. fellas? You got Jalen Hurts yep. and a running offense that has been the best in the sport. You have San Francisco that has the best defense in the sport. Ninko, you've got tape. How does Hurts attack the Niners? They're going to have to get on the edge, and it's going to have to be Hurts using that, that skill set of the run pass. And now I'm going to show you a little cut up here of Bosa on the edge. And this is really, they're going to have to go after the edge. And Bosa here takes a step across, but you see here, he's in conflict. There's a tight end coming back, flashing back for him, and he has to keep his eyes on the ball he doesn't he gets sucked inside they seal the edge and and um, Dak has a good gain here so now I'm going to show you another play rushing the passer yeah that's great but if you get up the field especially inside the 20 in the red zone you open up big lanes mm. and during the play he smack himself in the head here because he knows there it is <laughs> he knows dang it I got up the field takes his helmet off he's mad so you are what you put on tape and Bosa great player probably the defensive MVP a lot of sacks but you have to stop the run. You have to be aggressive up front. And the 49ers, to win this game, they have to be great up front. They can't just be good. They have to be great, and they have to stop the run. So this is a step up in class. We were all impressed with Hurts. We were wondering, will the shoulder, will they be ready for it? Demolish the Giants. These aren't the Giants. Are you confident that Hurts can do all the things he's talking about and more? I, I'm confident that he can do that because, you know, they have the best roster in football, and that's what you get when you have a cheap quarterback that allows you to go out and get hired guns. So when you look out, they have the best offensive line. They should have the advantage on the outside. But the difference is you have game records, you know, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, listen, I think that, you know, we understand Nick Bosa is aware of that. He understands he can't get up the field. But I think that Miko Ryan has been around. He played this position at a high level. What he's going to do is he's going to take the thinking out for Nick Bosa. He's going to say on certain gives, you're allowed to crash down. And what you have to do if you're the other side linebacker, you have to be an overhang slow to play cutback. And you just exchange the, the, the responsibilities where Bosa becomes the cutback player and the backside linebacker becomes the contained player. And then you switch it up. You know, we used to do this all the time when we used to go against a Wildcat. And I understand that Ronnie Brown wasn't a threat that Jalen Hurts is to throw the ball. Right. But it is a plan out there. It's a bit of an option college type of offense. And you have to make him make quick decisions. You saw the Baltimore Ravens do it very effective in the Super Bowl against Colin Kaepernick. They'll have a plan for it. They'll be decisive. And Bosa will play a disciplined brand of football. And so, Dan Graziano, all of this is predicated upon, or at least our, our conversation is predicated, upon Hurts being able to do all right. the things that he has done all year long. Again, I'm not sure exactly what to take from the performance of last week. What is our sense of just how healthy he is? Well, he's not. I mean, like, and, and he even admits it. He's not healthy. He's playing injured. Right. But he was able to do what they needed him to do last week. Right. right? Yeah. He threw the ball early. They built a lead. And then they ran for, what, 250 yards or whatever yes. it was. So... Are they going to need to ask more of him this week? Probably against that 49ers defense. And if so, how does he hold up? I'm not putting anything past this young man or this team. They have they have answered every single question as it pertains to can he perform? Uh, can they perform when he's got this injury? It's another week, right, <laughs> of of getting better. And, and we're going to see maybe more of this. Nick Sirianni with the uh, that shot makes me laugh every time fantastic. we show. I don't know why. He was it, asked about it yesterday in his press conference. What did he, he say? He's like, well, the camera was just right there in my face, and that's how I was feeling. At the time. It's, it's, so, it's so effective with that Tarantino slowdown effect that we put on it all the time. You know, it's fascinating to me 
We sit, and I guess maybe I'm guilty of this because I'm the one sitting in the middle of the conversation. We've talked so much about Jalen Hurts against the San Francisco defense. In the meantime, we have a much less heralded rookie quarterback on the other side, yeah. Mr. Irrelevant, who's been terrific, going up against a defense that has, is like the 85 Bears at rushing the quarterback. They have 75 sacks on the season if you include the playoffs. How about Purdy against that Eagles defense? Well, the beauty in now, Rex used to say it all the time, you can't get a sack on a run play. And, you know, if it is Achilles' heel for this Philadelphia Eagles defense, it's their ability to stop the run. Now, we believe that they fixed those issues going out and having Davis back. You know, may add an addition to Dom Kinsu, Linville Joseph. But we're going to find out because the weakness of, of this team is that linebacker play. And Kyle Shanahan is the master of being able to isolate your weakness. And isolating your weakness is being able to get these guys to have bad eyes with the shifts and motions that he always has and have those linebackers sitting there with their feet still and getting guys up to the second level. This is going to be a, 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 a school or a game of eye discipline and commitment and being able to – have football acumen, and I don't know if these young linebackers are ready to do that. He's still a rookie is, is the thing, right? And, 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 you know, he's been so good, and I know he's been so poised, and I know the, uh, the coach is an offensive genius and the weapons and all of that. But I keep looking at a Belichick defender and thinking about what you guys always did to rookie quarterbacks. What are they going to do to this one? They're going to make him be perfect. He's going to have to be perfect. And, and in these games, it's not so much how many positive plays can you create. It's how many negative plays can you create defensively. So when you're going against a rookie quarterback, you just want to make sure you keep him in the pocket. Don't let him extend plays because that's the easiest way to let him off the hook is to run around and find an open guy. And then you really have to focus in on go-to guys. So what is an easy throw for a young quarterback? Well, a flat route is very easy. What's another easy throw? An intermediate route to a tight end who's sitting in front of them. So what you have to do, they have to really zone in on McCaffrey because that's going to be one of the guys you know Shanahan wants to get the ball out of the young quarterback's hand quickly. And Kittle. Those are the two guys. If Kittle and McCaffrey have big games, that's trouble. That is definitely a recipe for trouble if you are the Eagles. So you have to zone in, make sure you take care of those two, those two go-to guys and make a young quarterback throw deeper passes into coverage and make, the, make him throw the ball 10-plus yards down the field. And it feels to me like there's some, another storyline here, and, and maybe it's not today's story, but maybe it is. You know, all year long, as Jimmy Garoppolo was playing so well, we were having this conversation, oh, will he be back next year? Will it be Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo? Is the answer going to be Brock Purdy is going to be the quarterback of the 49ers going forward? I think if you had to, you know, put a bet down right now, that would be the smart way to go. I mean, look, he's answered every question. Again, I... Uh, Trey Lance is still there. Garoppolo is going to, I would think, be gone at this point. Right. No franchise clause and all that kind of stuff. Trey Lance is still there. He's still 22. But Purdy has given them everything they could have asked for. And if he leads them to the Super Bowl, even if he doesn't, he's gotten them this far, he has made a strong case for that job. And I believe there's a strong chance he gets it. it, it, it's, it really, that's going to be the offseason yeah. story. But it's going to be fascinating to watch. So here we go. Drum roll, please. What does everybody think? 49ers, Eagles for a chance at the Super Bowl. Only oh, Bartholomew riding. I'll tell you what, I, I, I flipped up. I, I have been on the 49ers since the midway point of the yeah. season. But the Eagles, they, watching them last weekend, I know the Giants are a step <laughs> down from what we're seeing here. I was very impressed. We'll dive deeply into these picks as we go. I have to show you something else that happened last night. Bart, you want the performance of the night? You I want do. one of the performances of a, Dame time? of a lifetime? Oh, it was Dame time in a big way last night. The Trailblazers hosting the Jazz, but it was Dame playing the sweet music. Oh, from downtown, knocking it down. That one in the third quarter gave him 42 and Bart, he was just getting started. Next possession. How about the range? 
Heat check. That's a heat check and, and then some. He was knocking down everything. A third quarter still, he's got 47 points from the Golden Arches. Oh, man. Lillard with 50 and counting. Fourth quarter, he's at 52. He can do it from the outside. But wait a minute, he can take it to the hole as well. Lillard, up and good, he's got 54. Stay with me, a minute later, he was at 56. And again, counted defenders. That's Lori Markkinen, that's a bad matchup. Uh, Lillard, 58 <laughs> points and counting. Two minutes to go, they're chanting. They want 60 in the building. He had three career 60-point games going into last night. And he draws the foul there. He would knock down the first. That put him at 59. And here he goes for number 60 on 72% shooting from the floor. You get free Chick-fil-A or what happened? You, you get, get free anything you want if you're Dame. Efficient was the word of the night. It's the most efficient 60-point game ever, for real. That's probably why it felt simple for you. Yeah, yeah it was pretty simple. Maybe let's see. Dang. So does this 60 hit you different? He's smiling, looking at me. That's crazy, because I ain't nothing. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I had a shot at the end of the shot clock from half court toward the end that I shot. It probably would have been a little bit better. I had a couple that I, I missed a free throw. Damn. What a night. So, Dame, again, 72% from the floor. That's his fourth career 60-point game. That's as many as Michael Jordan and James Harden. Come on, Will. Will, stop, man. Again, Will just ruins every statistic. He was playing against Dan Grazas, though. (laughs) Why you got to go there? As our buddy Jalen Rose says, there's one record book for Will Chamberlain and another for everybody else. All right, we're just getting started. Coming up, all eyes on Mahomes and the ankle. We have the very latest... And we'll tell you what Cincinnati's game plan should be to slow him down Sunday. Plus, did you see what Micah Parsons tweeted yesterday? Was that a Dak attack? We'll talk about it. Plus, one member of this crew says Dak's days in Dallas are numbered. You'll hear why. As we roll on, we're getting up with you on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. The return of the night in Los Angeles. Anthony Davis back after all that time. Miss Lakers hosting the Spurs board. They need their big fella. Second quarter, take a look. Here's LeBron kicking it. Anthony Davis, Mr. Outside. Knocking down the three, and then later in the half, Lakers are down five against San Antonio, and LeBron is throwing it up, and Davis is throwing it down. He had 21 points, 12 rebounds in his return. Lakers, however, down one, going to the half, third quarter. Spurs up four, no good. Watch this. Here's a scary moment, Bart. Anthony Davis launch. Forget where the ball winds up. Watch his right foot. We're going to show it to you again. Watch how he comes down right there. Just got back. The good news is he stayed in the game. He said afterwards he was fine. He made all three foul shots. So it looks like they averted a disaster. Fourth quarter, they need to win. Here's LeBron up. No good. Davis there for the rebound. Lakers take the lead. Next Laker possession. LeBron trying again. Still no good. He didn't have a, a big offensive night, but Davis is there, and he, LeBron gets it back. LeBron would score 20, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. Less than a minute later, Lakers are still down one early fourth. That's Rui Hachimura, who they just got from Washington, kicks it to LeBron. Lakers take a two-point lead, and then they start to take over later in the fourth. Watch the defense here. First on, on, in the perimeter, watch Dennis Schroeder get out there and play some D, and then that's outside, and then how about inside? Anthony Davis, oh, with the block! And the Lakers would go on to win it 113-104 as they work their way back to full strength. They've been around 500 this year with or without Anthony Davis, but the team's defense is much better when he's on the floor. LeBron actually averages nine fewer points when AD is in the lineup. But let's just say it the way it's spoken. They need him, and let's see if they can get hot now that he's back. All right, back to the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, all eyes on the ankle as he walked to the podium yesterday. How carefully do we analyze? that video as he's walking around in there didn't see a limp no walking boot we all know about the injury as he prepares for a Cincinnati team that frankly has had his number um, I'm doing good you know AFC championship week ready to go how's the ankle it's doing good you know I've had a few days of treatment a few days of rehab but uh, it's feeling good so far I'm out to find ways to be able to push off and be able to still make the throws the right way but uh, I'll push it a little bit today and then and the next day and then the next day again and See what I can do that not re-aggravate the injury, obviously, but uh, to push it to see what, I, what I'll be able to do on Sunday. That's what he says. Dan Graziano, yeah. what do we know? I think they're being straightforward with this. Like, like they're, saying, <laughs> they're pretty happy with how it's reacted so far to the treatment and the rest. Now he starts to practice, so they see how it reacts to that. And that's basically what he's saying, right? Is he going to be able to do more or the same or less today than he did yesterday? He is acknowledging that it, it, it will affect him, right? Like even if he's, it's not about running, it's about pushing off of that foot. So they have to adjust around it. Fortunately for them, they have the whole week. Uh, he actually mentioned in his post-game news conference Saturday that, hey, we had the first game Saturday. That gives us a little extra time. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where they are. He's obviously going to play, barring some terrible setback. 
uh, and the question is how, much, how they have to design a game plan around it. So let's talk about the defensive game plan. If we think that he will be limited, at least in his mobility, seems impossible to imagine he's going to be running around the way we are accustomed to see him doing. What does that mean the defense does? They're going to keep him in the pocket, right? They're going to make sure that he doesn't have these escape lanes. They're going to make sure they hold up at the defense line. If you get the quarterback depth, you have to spin back. You don't allow him to have these off-schedule plays. And because they Is have he capable DJ, of having them with this ankle? That's what I'm asking you. Does this limit his ability to make those does, plays? Well, well, it's the off-schedule plays. You look at those off-schedule plays right there to Travis Kelsey where they you know, have that nonverbal communication. These are all off-schedule. We play with, with each other for so long. Find a way to get open. I'm going to understand your nonverbal communication. I'm going to make a play. Listen, this is a bad matchup even if Patrick Mahomes is 100%. Listen, it's a lot more at stake than just the wins and losses and the right to go to the Super Bowl. I think if Joe Burrow uh, wins this game, you have to pass the baton as the best quarterback in the game. I mean, I beat you four times, and I've beaten you when it mattered the most. Not when I caught you slipping. Not when it was a, a long game after a back-to-back or a road stint. I've come into your house yeah. and taken what you want. Now, we always talk about rivalries. We talk about the Tom Brady. We talk about the Peyton Manning rivalry, how it went back and forth. This is a one-sided rivalry, and you have to give Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals their due. I think they're the better team, and what they do whenever they go against Cincinnati – Cincinnati has has the ability to make them have to play defense. No other team can do that. And he he exposes that defense a weakness because this team is built on the offensive side of the ball. They put not enough resources on the defensive side. It's one of the interesting questions. If Joe Burrow beats Mahomes again, right now Patrick Mahomes, it's his league, right? However you want to call it. Face of the league. He has sort of taken that mantle from Tom Brady. It was Brady's league. It's Mahomes' league. If Joe Burrow beats him and then wins the Super Bowl in two weeks, sort of feels like he becomes the face of the league, doesn't it? Yeah, if he wins a Super Bowl, that's yeah. for sure, because then he would have beaten the, the top guy and then gone on, gone on and played in the Super Bowl right. and beat another guy that everyone was, was awful talking Awful close about. last year, too. Um, you know, I, I think that Cincinnati, I think their defense is going to have two game plans. Okay. They're going to have a, 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 a game plan early in this game to test – his ankle to see how he looks on the run, right. on the move. You know, Hembo gave me a stat in the 12 playoff games. Mahomes has uh, 628 yards outside of the pocket. Hmm. So that means he averages around 50 yards a game outside of the pocket moving, which as a defender, it's so hard when the quarterback is moving because your pass rush, you can't pin your ears back. You don't know where he's going to be. The coverage, you can't really be on your guy because he's going backyard football. It's right. like you're in the playground. Just like, hey, go here, go there. That's the one game plan. And the second game plan would be just to make, okay, he can get out of the pocket. He can move. Now we got to make sure that our rush is smart here because we know Patrick Mahomes, if you're if you're blitzing Mahomes, if you have five or six guys coming after him, he knows his hot routes. He knows that Kelsey's going to break off and be open. So it's almost do we go after him in the beginning, and if he's okay, we go back to more of a, a conservative coverage-type defense. Keep an eye on that ankle early in the game. We'll put the picks up a little bit later because there's one other thing that happened last night I desperately want to show you. This is in a college basketball game between Loyola Chicago and Duquesne. And it is one of the mo- – I've been covering sports a long time, guys. I've never seen this. They're playing basketball, and that's an Uber Eats guy. I swear to you. Five stars. He, he got five stars. That's he a guy from Uber Eats. He's got a bag of McDonald's, and he's looking for someone to give it to. <laughs> Any means necessary. Listen, I wonder if the guy is talking to him like, no, to your left. Your other left. Hey, buddy, over here. So, if, if you want to go watch a game – 
you know, just walk in the stadium and say, hey, I got a bag, I got a package, I'm, I'm delivering new, McDonald's here. <laughs> this is the new stuff, though. Like, now you don't have to leave your seat. They'll deliver it to your seat. How is that? Is this not a seat? He's standing on the floor. Playing in the game, he's delivering it to this, the guy with the no, ball. No, no. <laughs> are we sure it wasn't the right? He's on the phone with his friends. He's in, he says, I'm on the court right now. I have the food. I'm on the court. And they're all laughing. Like, he actually got in the stadium. He's on the court. I appreciate his dedication to task. But it does seem to me that actually walking onto the floor during a play is something that it shouldn't have to be explained to you. That's five stars. That this guy is five stars. Grinny, did you order something? that delivers food here. Did you order Did somebody order food? I think your best. Breakfast sandwich. Thank you. That's mine. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, yeah. See you later. That's Well done. Okay, you guys got me. I didn't know we were doing that, and I liked it. All right, as we continue, did one of Dak's own teammates throw shade in his direction yesterday? Wait till you hear what was said, and we'll tell you what it actually meant next. Get up on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sunday's conference title games beg some huge quarterback questions. How Jalen Hurts will fare against a fearsome defense. Will Brock Purdy be Mr. Relevant in the biggest game of his life? How will Patrick Mahomes' bad ankles stand up? And how high will the legend of Joe Burrow soar with another trip to the Super Bowl? We have so many questions, and we'll get you all the answers. Monday morning, SportsCenter, get up, and first take, starting at 7 Eastern. All right, now in case you missed it earlier this week, this is fascinating, and then what it leads to is the important part. So first I want you to hear from the Buffalo Bills GM, Brandon Bean. He was asked about how the Bengals have sort of leapfrogged his team in the AFC pecking order, and this is what he said. They right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years. And without getting too much into their build, I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. Like, he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him. But you gotta, you got to go through some lean years to do that. So he made that point, and it was tweeted, right? This is up on yes. Twitter. Micah Parsons quote tweeted it and wrote, besides Mahomes, Every team in the Final Four's quarterback is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Hmm, interesting take. And so the entire world, sort of in unison, said, he's taking a shot at Dak. And so a little while later, Parsons said, no, I'm not. Listen, we're not going to sit here like I'm talking about Dak. When I get paid, I want a big contract, too. Come on, stop reaching. 
Doesn't feel like we're reaching. Is it a reach? It's certainly not a reach. Whether he thought of it or not, it is most certainly not a reach, Dan Graziano. He doesn't say what he was talking about. That, that's the thing, right? right? If you're not talking about Dak, fine. But what did you mean? Uh, look, this is the world we live in, right? And social media and everybody's got a voice and everybody feels like their opinion and their voice has to be heard on every single topic, no matter what it was. But I, 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 would, not, I, I would not feel like I was reaching if I was Dak Prescott and I was taking that as a shot. I mean, it just, it just feels like you just got eliminated. Yeah. You're looking at everybody else who's still in the playoffs, and you say that based on what Brandon Bean said. And it doesn't look, make it wrong. This is also no. on the heels. No, no, it is. But look, it's sure. also on the heels of after the game, Parsons basically saying, I'm paraphrasing now, defense played well enough to win. Right? I mean, that's, yeah, he basically did. said that. So that's twice this week that he didn't take a shot at Dak Prescott. What do you think it all adds up to? Listen, I mean, listen, it's a reality. And I think they have to start thinking about what Dak future is, and they have to go out and, I think, draft a young quarterback. Remember, the same way you got him is the same way you lose him. So Dak Prescott got his opportunity because he was able to step into a roster that was pretty good, and Tony Romo was on the end of his contract on a big deal. So what happened is he became cheap. And so he became the alternative so that they can stack the deck. We talk about it all the time. And I was the master. Every team I was on that had success, stack the deck, right? When, I, when you say, Bart, what do you mean stack the deck? When I have a cheap quarterback, that means every other position I can go out and I can fill it with great players that are already proven. Mm-hmm. When I came here, we had Alan Fanica, Damon Woody, myself, Jason Taylor, Trevor Price. These are all people we went out and spent top dollar for. The problem is it's not sustainable. So it's two ways to win in this league. You either win with a young quarterback and a stacked deck or you have a guy that can overcome not having a deep roster. Peyton Manning used to do it all the time. What the beauty was about Tom Brady was he was they could stack the deck a little bit because he wouldn't take the top of the market money. But so the, this is the reality of it. The Jaylen point you're Hur- making is that Dak Prescott is not one of the players, right. like the, maybe Patrick Mahomes is and right. others, who can overcome So it. the issue is, in this league too often, we confuse good with star with superstar. It is only three superstar quarterbacks in this league. It's Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes. Everybody else, are, are, to a certain extent, is a product of a, of a system. Jalen Hurts is not a superstar. And if Philadelphia decides to pay him like he's a superstar, you have to capitalize early on in the first couple of years of a big extension because you have to start saying goodbye. Amari Cooper is not there right. because Dak Prescott contract is. So that means he has to overcome and make Gallup a great player. I haven't had you here this week. Obviously, Dak had a terrible game on Sunday. I mean, there's, there's no defending it. Even those of us who remain fans of his, there's no defending the fact that he played badly and he was the first one to say it. Uh, he has no guaranteed money in his contract after this coming season. He will be their quarterback next year. Yeah. But could they? Could you see a world where someone else is their quarterback the year after that? See NFL. You can you could see things changing all the time, especially when there's no guaranteed money. The second year guaranteed money is up, you, you are basically um, year to year, year to year. You're a year to year player depending on your performance. So you know. The NFL cycles, right? You have cycles of players coming yes. in, and there's windows of opportunity. Two to three-year so window. When you're building these rosters up, and you hit, you know, you hit the jackpot. You get a young, cheap quarterback Russell on Wilson. a rookie contract. <laughs> That's great. I mean, look at the 49ers. If they win on Purdy right now, mm-hmm. they got four years. They have a window where they have a great roster. They could spend money elsewhere, and they can they could go after it. So, you know. 
what Parsons is saying basically is, yeah, okay, look at what look at what the the, the championship divisions are right now. Right. They're young players, yeah. young quarterbacks under rookie contracts. Now so, Burrow, we assume, is about to become one oh, of these. Yeah, right. That's why it's important for them to win. But but yep. here's the point. Yeah. Is is they could the Cowboys are gonna show us what they could show us what they think of all of this. They could extend him now, right? Yes. They could work out a new deal. Absolutely. Extend it, make the money friendly or whatever it is. It'll be very interesting to see if they do that. Yes, it, and, and the way his contract is built. Something probably needs to be done this offseason in terms of a restructure, if not an extension, a restructure to lower the cap number. So they looked ahead and said, well, at this point, at this point in the 2023 offseason, we are going to either want to extend him or be able to restructure him. This is a critical offseason, and you're absolutely right, Greeny. What they do in terms of do they extend him, do they restructure, do they do nothing, will tell us a lot about how they feel about it going forward. You're absolutely correct. teams, Teams that have failed, the Ravens have failed, the Giants have failed because they had a window with a cheap contract and now they have to try and win after they pay their quarterback. And it's more difficult to win that way because if you if anybody gets hurt from your core of your superstars that you pay, the next player behind him is not as good. That's always been an NFL. Look at what, what Russell Wilson did. He was the first one to really show us that you can win a contract and, and, and stack the debt. I, go ahead, really fast. And if you take a little less yeah. and you're not setting the market and you take a little less, but you win championships, mm. you'll win. You'll, you become you'll make, Tom Brady. You'll make a lot I've more. I've been saying exactly. that for years. You'll make a lot more in the Everyone long yells at me when I say that. I think it makes – look, I can actually <laughs> solve this problem from an NFL standpoint. I've done it on my, I'll do it on my radio show later today. I don't have the time for it here. I'm like most geniuses, I won't be fully appreciated <laughs> until long after my time. Meanwhile – Another off-season of questions for Aaron Rodgers. The drama continues. I want you to hear this again. Tuesday, he was on his regular appearance with Pat McAfee, answering a variety of questions about his future, whether that be in Green Bay or elsewhere. Here's what he said. If they felt like it was in the best interest of the team to move forward, so be it. You know, That wouldn't offend me. That wouldn't make me feel like a victim. I wouldn't have any animosity towards the team. I have a lot of love for what's going on in Green Bay. And I'd love to finish there. I would. And, and uh, I might have finished there. You know, who knows? But what's the old adage, you know, that people want to say, oh, the grass isn't always greener, yeah. you know, on the other side. And I always say, the grass is green where you water it. So where's he going to water his grass is the question about Aaron Rodgers. Look, there are three ways this can go. Yeah. He can retire. No. Which would leave a lot of money. Right? Every player I have up here says Barb won't let him retire. $58 million. <laughs> He's got a lot him. of reasons. We need him too much. So then the next one is he comes back and plays in Green Bay and everything mm-hmm. is generally normal. Or he decides or they decide mutually that it is best for them to part ways and we start figuring out where else he can go. That is a possibility. If that is the case, what do you, how do you see that playing out? I, I, obviously, a lot of people have their eyes on your old team and my favorite Well, well, well I, I just think that it's time to move on, right? They have to re- do a hard reset as well because, they, 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 listen, their core is getting older. He's already said he wants back the area to get paid. He wants Tanya to get paid. You can't be the highest paid player and be the general manager at the same time. So, listen, it's time to take your services where your mentor, your, your, your former um, uh, leader went. Go with Brett Favre win. Come on to the New York Jets. And listen, I know it sounds old Bart's being a homer, but it's the perfect situation. And for the Jets, it makes a lot of sense because the only scenario in which they can save Zach Wilson, allow Zach Wilson to sit on the bench for the next two years and learn, and when he gets his fifth-year option, you can make a determinative factor if Zach Wilson has closed the gap. But you can make, you can give Aaron Rodgers everything he wants. You can sign back the area if you're Joe Douglas. You can also bring Tanya. You need a blocking tight end. You can bring him over as well. 
What you just saw was the New York Post making that case, and I will just say this quickly. Whether or not it saves Zach Wilson is the least of my concerns. <laughs> the Jets are in that window you're talking yes. about. They have a ton Young, of cheap talent. They have all this cheap talent. They can afford a $58 million star quarterback. Does it make sense in income? Yeah, I think it makes sense. And then also, too, if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to start thinking about, sure, yeah, my legacy is pretty much cemented. But how do you become legendary? Mm-hmm. That would be to go somewhere else. And win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? Like if, taking a cup if, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers came to New York and won a Super Bowl for the Jets? Like, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. You would you would forever be indebted to Aaron Rodgers. You yes. can invite him over any time of the week. Come on over. I got a meal for you. He can have my home. He can live <laughs> in my house if he wants You're to. You're moving the pot. <laughs> Joe, Joe Namath remains one of the most famous people in yes. football history for winning a Super Bowl with the New York Jets. Now, there were extenuating circumstances around that game. You made the point about Favre coming once upon a time. Uh, and look, Dan, I, I made this point yesterday that the people say, oh, to see Rodgers in a different uniform would be so jarring. The reality is, if he finishes his career and only plays for one team, he'd be the exception, yes. not the rule. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Eli Manning. Peyton Manning, all these guys. are man- The very, very few of the – Johnny Unitas played on multiple teams. Yeah. Very few of the all-time great quarterbacks only played their careers in one spot. What's interesting to me is he always said he wanted to do that, and, and, and he gained control over that situation with what happened the last couple of years, winning MVPs and getting this new contract. So if he wants to finish his career in Green Bay, as he has always said he did, he can do that. Right. But and they may yeah. the way he's talking. But they may not want him to finish his but career. That's it may be best saying. for them to cash in. And listen, Joe Douglas has been a part of this. I was a part of the same exact scenario in Baltimore. We got Steve McNair June 2nd, and we were a team that had a great defense. We drafted Kyle Bowler. He wasn't the answer. So we decided that we had to move on and give this core of players we had before they got paid an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And we only went 13-3 and three and was the number one team in the AFC. Unfortunately, we lost to Peyton Manning after the debate. What do we know about what the Packers want? And when will we know? How, how will this thing play out? Give me the roadmap. They want to know what he wants. And once they know what he wants, then they'll proceed accordingly. And, and they have said publicly that this is up to him. They would like to have him back. So it's up to him to decide. Well, and so there you have this thing because they're saying they want to know what he wants. He's saying, I want to know what you're going to do before I decide what I want. This is third off season in the row. We've been through this where each side wants to make sure that everybody knows, oh, it's it's not us. It's the other. So, yes, it'll it'll work itself out. But the key thing that has to happen is he has to decide what he wants to do. Everything else works off of that. I ask for so little. Well, go to the TP. <laughs> I, I have so little. I ask for so little. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Just what, please. I, 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 again, I've had so little in my life as a fan. This is what I want to have happen. We'll see if they can do it. Hockey tonight. Boston continues its chase for history. The Bruins were trying to finish with the best record in, in the history of the league. We'll visit the Lightning. You'll see the puck drop at 7 Eastern. It's on ESPN Plus and NHL Power Play. Coming up, oh, what a night of hoops. You got LeBron, you got Steph, you got Ja, you got Dane. Plus, did you hear what Charles Barkley said the other day? Jay Will will react to all of it. He's in our studio next. This is Get Up on ESPN. We are back, and it is time for us to shoot the J with the great Jay Williams in our studio. We showed you Anthony Davis making his return last night, scored 21. Jay Will, what did you think of his return? I mean, I like that for AD coming back. Look, it, it, 
him and Thomas Bryant play well together. I think it gives them the viable front court that the Lakers need. I like the addition of Rui Hachimura. I don't know if that makes them an NBA title contender. Mm -hmm. I think that gets them closer to participating in the playoffs. All right, we'll talk more about them in a minute. Meanwhile, we also showed everybody Dame 60 points last night for the fourth time. What can you say? 72% shooting from the field, Greeny. Yeah. Like, I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, Dame is being prolific. There is still part of me, though, every time I see these historic numbers where I slightly feel bad because I want it to get more recognition for what he does for the team and where they are in the Western Conference. But when we get to the playoffs, that's when it really comes down to playing time for Dan. That's true. It was the most efficient 60-point game ever. And then we showed Steph Curry getting thrown out for throwing his mouthpiece late in a good game. What do we think of that? Give me the damn ball. I mean, Jordan Poole passed the ball wide open. I'm Steph Curry. There's a reason why I was the only unanimous MVP. I think the rule is kind of horrible. I mean, throwing a mouthpiece. It's not like he's doing it maliciously at a fan. I thought he should be able to continue to play in the game, but that's the rules and regulations. One way or another, they, they wound up winning the game without him. And, and, and this is becoming, look, these teams met in the Western Conference Finals last year, and it was a little chippy, and they've had some good games so far this year. Last night went right down to the wire. Do you think this is the best rivalry in the sport right now? I don't think we have any rivalries in the NBA. I do not. What do you mean? Because I think in order for something to be a rivalry – you have to beat the other team when mm. the games mean the most. Mm -hmm. And as of right now, I saw the Golden State Warriors win in six last year, even though I know John Morant got hurt. Mm -hmm. I know a situation with Jordan Poole. I saw people chirping and a lot of barking. The NBA gave them what they wanted on Christmas Day. right? I saw Golden State win again that day without Steph playing. Mm -hmm. And then I saw them win again last night. So I think it's the best matchup potentially we have in the NBA. Mm. But I'm not going to call this a rivalry until Memphis actually arrives to the damn party. I like that take. You know, A hammer and a nail don't have a rivalry. They have a relationship. There you go. Uh, and so maybe the other side has to hold up their end. Uh, let's go back to the Lakers quickly. Mm -hmm. You said you don't think they can be a championship contender right now. I think that's clear. Is there anything realistic? they could do the trade deadline is roughly two weeks away realistically anything they could do that would change your mind and say you know what they could make a deep run it all depends on how far in they decide to be I, I will tell you there is one player in particular that I think would be a great fit on their team and that's Fred Van Vliet mm -hmm. like I, I like his ability to space he can play off of LeBron James he brings that toughness that sometimes I feel like this team is missing from the guard position. And I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook can't be a good defender, but he's more focused on what he's doing offensively. You know he's gotten better defensively. I think Fred Van Bleet can be one of the missing links for this team that can add to everybody personnel-wise on their roster. I like that. All right, we'll call Woj and tell him to make that happen. Make <laughs> it happen, Masai Ujiri. <laughs> we, we need Masai Ujiri. Woj will make it happen. I will talk to Woj about it. Okay, and, and there's one more issue that I want to talk about with you while I have you here. So Charles Barkley, the legend, was on Sirius XM NBA radio, mm -hmm. and he had some interesting thoughts about load management, which is an issue in the NBA, of course, and how this might ultimately lead the NBA into a work stoppage, a lockout, or some sort of a fight like that. Here's what Charles said. First of all, it's embarrassing for the NBA, and I cannot wait for these owners to put their foot in their in this next CBA. These dudes going to do something to these players, they're going to be like, wait a minute, you can't make $50 million and not play half the season, okay? Because now you're just really just like slapping me in my face, taking my check twice mm -hmm. a month. I see guys that got a sore hip or something. I'm like, everybody's sore in the NBA after <laughs> 20, 30, 40 games. I think it's going to be very interesting in the next CBA because billionaires always wins against millionaires. And I think those owners are going to try to do something. So the always fascinating Sir Charles, what did you think of that? 
I mean, I, I hear what he's saying. I mean, but science is better now than where science was 15 years ago. So athletes are playing year long now and guys are trying to get to the end of the season because I, we feel like our legacies are built off what we do in the postseason, right. not the regular season. We always demean everything. Nobody cares about the regular season MVP, right? Like we always poop on it when that person doesn't perform. Look at the same counter arguments we use against Jokic. Well, he doesn't get his team there when it matters the most. So mm -hmm. what matters the most? Drop it to 70 games a season and cancel all back-to-back -back games. Like, stop having dudes try to play back-to-back -back games 40 minutes a night. That's why you're seeing what Steph Curry and those guys did with Steve Kerr and Golden State. That's why you're seeing what the Denver Nuggets have done with Nicole Jokic and Michael Porter, guys coming off injuries because it matters the most when it matters the most, Greeny. Look, I, I agree with – here's what I have been saying. Work with the players and say, what is the number of games that will work so that you will the players will play most of them? And that might be the player's decision. It might be the sports science people, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Is that number 70? Is it 72? Is it 68? The problem is, we all understand, that the fewer games means there's going to be realistically less money going around, and everyone has to be okay with that. Is there going to be realistically less money? Well, maybe. I mean, with TV contracts coming up, with probably not. sporting rights, right. probably not going to equate to less money. I know we say that. Understood. But like that's the product. So also, I would say this too, too Grinny. Yeah. Like when you get there to a certain point with, with young guys, what was one of the best seasons we had in the NBA? The strike season. Yeah. Where the season started Christmas Day. Yeah, the shortened year. And then you owned it after the NFL Super Bowl. Here's the thing, though, because the older players, like Charles Barkley, again, he's a generation older than you. Michael Jordan, who is a current owner, is a generation older than you. Those guys took a lot of pride in playing all of the games. They took pride in playing a little bit banged up and all that kind of stuff. And so when the players of today hear that, because you're a lot closer to them than I am, yeah. when they hear Jalen Rose and others who played in that generation complaining about this and load management, what do the players of today Think of I mean, I remember we used to be able to smoke cigarettes on airplanes, right? Yeah. Like, we, there was a lot of things that we used to be able to do. That right. doesn't mean that's right to do now with what we've learned about our bodies and also how we trained. Guys are playing basketball from the time they're younger all year long. Yeah. It's not like, oh, now I'm working out. AAU, all international basketball, all these different styles, the training is different, which means it equates to the body differently. Listen, I've been covering the league long enough. Guys used to smoke cigarettes in the locker room after games. So things have changed Some guys dramatically. Still, still do. Perhaps. That's my point. I guess what I'm saying is everything changes. This is cyclical. The player of today just doesn't view it the same way that the, the guys like Charles Barkley do. And that disconnect, I think, isn't going away no matter what. Final everything word. about my legacy is based upon what I do in the postseason. That's right. Nobody cares about what I do in the regular season, but now you're telling me the regular season matters. Which one is it? Yeah. I understand. Which the whole is thing it? is a moving target. We'll see where it winds up. All right. A KJM every weekday morning, coast to coast on ESPN Radio. You're the best. Thank you. Shooting a J with Jay Williams. As we continue back to the NFL, we will go. The Eagles offense has a big test on Sunday. We'll show you exactly how Jalen Hurts should attack that scary San Francisco defense. And we'll pick the games. Let's get up on ESPN.